0: Welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. I am your host, Ryan Hartley. This podcast is for heart-centered leaders just like you. I hope our time spent together helps you leave a heart print where those around you are left better than yesterday. These interview sessions are sponsored by our great friends at Elevate Online Marketing. On episode 211, I welcome back Kiki Stanton to the podcast. Kiki is the founder of Kiki Kirby Consulting and Coaching and she first joined me back in 2019. We have an amazing conversation about what it means to be a heart-centered leader, how we can evolve in a heart-centered way, and I really hope that you're meeting the heart of this wonderful human being. It is episode 211 with Kiki
1: Stanton. Kiki, welcome back to the Always in This Yesterday podcast. How are you?
2: Good, Ryan, thank you for having me back.
1: Episode 41, April 2019 was the last time we did this.
2: You know, I was thinking about that because I remember where I was sat actually recording it. Um, yeah. So, wow, long time.
1: Yeah, it's been a long time. And you <laughs> know I've stayed friends and connected since. And um, yeah, it's nice to be able to bring you back and have a, a conversation and do this again. Because, you know, as in all things, when we're doing the work, we're we're growing too, right? And I'm I'm sure it's a great opportunity for our audience and our new audience to kind of meet you where you're at. Right. Before we do that, thank you. Yeah. But before we do that, set the scene. Tell us about the girl from a little town in Zimbabwe.
2: Oh, what a great place to start. So little girl from Zimbabwe, from Gueru, similar sort of town to the town that I live in now. So I now live in Sirencester and Gloucestershire. And similar sort of town to that. So it's not one of the big cities, it's quite a small town. Um and lots of country lots of greens I used to live opposite a golf course we would have lots of butterflies bullfrogs if people Mm -hmm. um, know what bullfrogs are and they would make lots of noises and I just had a really happy outdoor life Um, lots of fun I used to ride my BMX and my bicycle (laughs) and we used to have a Wendy house a playhouse and I used to play video games and just really loved the outdoor life, swimming, um, playing in the garden, and climbing trees, and just doing all these outdoor activities, which was just pure joy.
1: Mm. Mm. I didn't. It's very difficult, isn't it? Because I, my only perception of Zimbabwe would be be wrapped up in the general perception that this world, that the Western world has of Africa.
2: like living in a mud hut right
1: yeah yeah yeah. and it's nothing like that
2: well there is mud huts there absolutely Mm -hmm. um i never lived in a mud hut um but there are um there are areas in in zimbabwe which have got mud huts and um which are absolutely beautiful and i'd love to go back and actually Mm -hmm. stay in one of them um and it's third world country, you're absolutely right. So it's not like first world problems. Mm. Um, safety is very different there. So we had a gate, we had dogs that only stayed outdoors. Our dogs here in England stay indoors. Mm-hmm. Um, so a very different life from a perspective of safety. Obviously, I, I mentioned all that beautiful mm. nature and everything, which is great. Um, but also there was a safety perspective. So mm. I remember often I would feel quite scared going to our gate, which was you know, a good kind of maybe 500 meters um, from where I was, and I I used to feel quite scared to go to go there. I remember my dad used to say to me, you can't even go to the gate, how are you going to live in England, all of the way, all the way there, um, but I think it was because there was this education of, you know, not safe, and, and obviously there was real reasons for that, um, and were valid reasons, um, so I guess there was that joy, but also that element of of life, and safety and being a third world country
1: Mm. what brought you to england
2: good question so a number of things so i I think that the start of it for me was um my dad was quite a strict father Mm -hmm. so we are greek and um, we have greek heritage and my mom died when we were very young which i'm sure we'll kind of go that again and go there again in this podcast so my dad was very strict. I was the eldest of the family. I was a mm. girl too, so he was very strict. I used to have a curfew of like 10 o'clock, even when the um, when the movie at the cinema wasn't finished, I still had to go home. So I think by the time I came to finishing school, I just wanted to gap it and, and leave and just be independent. So what the mm. route was for me was I decided to go to the city, which was Harare. Um and I worked for a couple of entrepreneurs there and absolutely loved what I did there. But I always knew that I wanted more. I um and that at that time I didn't know that adventure was one of my values. Yep. And um it was the thing that people would do. People would go traveling and people would come to the UK. So quite naively, I just thought actually I'm I'm gonna go with a friend and um, and I think, for me, that's where the journey of faith probably started for me of like mm-hmm. not really knowing what life would be like. and um, and so I came to the u k. Mm-hmm. And I landed up not far from where you live. So I landed up in Bradford-on-Avon yep. over twenty two years ago. and um, and I just came with no proper plan. It was to work and enjoy. And then I arrived here, and um, I did some temporary work to begin with. So I worked at the council, the good old council. Just mm-hmm. um, you'll know where that is because I know you live in Trowbridge. And then I worked for Bernardo's, um, the charity. Um, and then I went on to work in recruitment. So I started mm-hmm. my career in, in recruitment. Um, and so that what, that's what led me here. And I'm still here all of these many, 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 many years later. Mm-hmm
1: on your website you credit a a number of people that have impacted your life and you just talked about faith and the top of that list is jesus has he always Mm. been walking have you always been walking with him or is it something that you came to like what's your story there
2: yeah i love that um love that question so we um, grew up greek orthodox so very rule very full of religion Mm -hmm. um, lots of rituals um lots of um, rituals around icons and um, idols. So that was our, 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 our kind of family religion. We weren't necessarily a very religious family. Um, however, I went to a Christian school. So I went to a Christian school and I went to the college too. So there was mm-hmm. a school and then a college, like a senior school attached to that. And so I guess naturally from from the age of five or six, wherever you go to school, was you know, praying and God and assemblies were always that was always mm. in that. I used to go to youth group. So I guess somebody was already sowing into my life then. People were praying for me mm-hmm. and praying for us as a family. Um, and so so that's the journey that started um for me then. And I guess I I used to read the daily bread, which I actually still do read from time to time. Now that's the one that that was given to me in, in those days. And, mm-hmm. and I guess the journey started for us as a family was my mom did become a Christian before mm-hmm. she died. And um, she used to go to Bible study. And so she became a Christian. So I think naturally that's those seeds were, were starting to harvest and, and be sown in. And, and I guess I got into high school and and yes, I, you know, Jesus and God, you know, res- mm-hmm. was was present. I used to go to youth group, and I was pretty involved in youth groups. so there was a lot of um education. Um, but then I got into the world of worldliness and life mm-hmm. and money mm-hmm. and boys and um and dating and drinking and money and success and ex- this whole external life. um which which was my life for probably about well up until 11 years ago you know living mm-hmm. a very worldly life and i wouldn't say you know when i say all of those things i wouldn't say like i was naughty but i i guess i just was living a very ego driven life a life that was not really depending on god mm-hmm. and that only took me so far because i got to a stage where i was starting to get hungry of like purpose i was starting to feel stuck and that had been rumbling around for about probably 2 years
1: mm-hmm.
2: And then I started to go on this journey of self-discovery, which mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get there. So, so it's been a journey of of, of growth. But, but where I am right now at the age of 40, going on 41, absolutely, God, Jesus is number one. One of my values is mm-hmm. spirituality. I And that's why it's accredited on, on my website. And, you know, as you ask that question, like there's a bit of emotion that goes on for me because I know the pain that I've traveled without having God in my life, without having Jesus, without that reliance. Mm. Um and my life would not be the same without him. I would not be where I am today. I'd not have mm. the peace that I have today without God being the center of, of my life.
1: It's funny, isn't it? Because like uh, you know you know my story I came to faith quite yes. late and the the interesting thing is I came to faith late and as I meet many, you know, who have been followers since childhood, What I'm finding really peculiar is that there's a point where they drift. There's a point where they almost disconnect and it's almost something in life happens that brings them back. Does that, does that sound like your story?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, as you say that, it makes me think, I wonder if, so we do drift, but I wonder whether we are actually really disconnected because God is always with us. It's whether or not we, it's whether or not we always, know that he is present he's protecting us he's mm-hmm. you know we are the chosen ones he will always look after his flock um so we might drift away but actually he's always got us mm. um and then it comes to that pain and that struggle and it's only when everything in the world can't give us and meet our needs mm. Mm. is when we 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 then fight for it and 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 surrender i guess and i mm. think it gets to that stage where you can't do it alone. You've tried everything else and, and you've you've got to release and 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 dig in, dig within. And, and I think for me it was fighting that, um, you know, really fighting that because I knew I wanted and I needed something more. Mm. Um, but everything started to fall to pieces the minute I was back in church. And I then resisted it for probably about nine to ten months. It is
1: uh, this is why I I can't separate humour from um, being a follower because I think God does have a sense of humour and I think sometimes we have to have a little bit of sense of irony. Yeah. And, you know, for many years I look back and I think this is the last thing I ever would want to give my life to surrender to that makes no sense like, yeah where's the benefit to that how does that help me and yeah. it's very you know and because i have this thing around not relying on anybody not asking for any help who why was i gonna surrender my help to some um, thing or someone i couldn't see let alone believe to be real absolutely. yeah and, and i and i don't think i'm the only one we we live in a culture without god and and i think we end up making gods of our culture
2: absolutely we make these idols work I made work an idol um and and if I'm not careful at different points of my journey I have to really check in with that I've had to make very big lifestyle changes mm-hmm. um you know we know that scripture very well of do not conform to the pattern of this world the pattern of this world is do 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 be be, be busy 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 compare 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 and have more, more. More, 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 and spend, spend, spend. Uh, <laughs> Everything you need is
1: outside of you.
2: Exactly. And we have to learn the hard way. I've learned the hard way yeah. through, through that all.
0: Yeah. Hey, my friends. Thank you for being with us so far. I hope you're enjoying the interview. I just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about our signature heart print coaching. Our heart print coaching is for you if you're ready to go all in on becoming a heart-centered leader, ready to go all in on doing more of what you love. Ready to see what you are capable of with support, guidance and accountability. You're ready to go on a rapid transformational journey that will change your life and others in as little as three months. Are you ready to show up with courage and share your gift with the world? Ready to start making an income and more impact by doing what you love? Ready to start leaving your legacy where those around you are left Better than yesterday. In our Heartprint Signature Coaching, in our time together, I'll help you lead from your heart set. I'll help you develop other people and your team. I'll help you bring your heartwork to the world. I'll help you start leaving a legacy and capturing examples of your impact. I will help you be someone you love, to do more of what you love, and to serve people that you love. It's an amazing opportunity for someone who's ready to go all in and be a heart-centered leader. I'll throw in loads of other bonuses, including your life languages profile, uh, access to our Master Heart and Mind membership, and even some Always Better Than Yesterday merchandise. Head to abty.co.uk forward slash coaching to find out more, and I look forward to connecting with you very soon. That's
1: abty.co.uk. I noticed that... uh... Actually, step back a bit. You've been running um, Kiki Kirby now for over 10 years. So you, I think it was the last year you celebrated 10 years. Tell us a yes. little bit about this entity, that this Kiki Kirby um, platform that you are able to touch lives.
2: Yeah, well, you know, you forget that it's been 10 years. And um, yes, we did celebrate 10 years. And it has been an incredible 10 year journey, but it's also been a really difficult 10 years sure. too. So so I guess it started with, um, and this kind of really goes nicely into where we where we left off around the spirituality. So at the time, I had been in recruitment and HR. I loved what I did, earning really well, but there was this desire for more purpose, um, and I landed up. Um, at the church that you're at, yards, um, which I will never ever forget. And actually, I need to make a commitment to come there. I keep saying I'm going to come there, and I've not come. And I'm, I, I have to make some time. To well, come now you've there. declared it
1: on a podcast. Exactly. Like,
2: That's why I've also done it. So, so I've done that. So, a friend of my sister had said, "Come to church." She's just started going back to church. Come to church. Mm-hmm. So I went to church, and I loved it, and I just loved everything about it. But I got very involved very quickly. Um, And then I started to notice things different within me. I started to notice my environment at work. I wasn't enjoying it. Burnout happened very quickly. And at the time, I just bought my house in Sirensister, So I was living around that sort of area. But I bought a house in Sirencester because I used to travel to Swindon. I'd commuted to Swindon and and Cheltenham for so long. um, And I I needed to put some roots down. And so that's where where then um, I had bought my house but I bought my house and I was in deep depression didn't like really tough depression grief I was in therapy at the time and and I decided I to leave that career with nothing to go to so again faith showed up then um not really like questioning God not in church reading my bible interestingly enough, every day people were praying for me but I was in dark I couldn't leave the house Mm. and I guess for me in my heart I knew I wanted to help people so this was in the February I left my career in recruitment um, over 11 years ago. I knew I wanted to help people, but I didn't know how and I didn't know in what capacity. Um, so I contracted for a little bit. And then um, some an old candidate said to me, Kiki, why don't you look at coaching? And to be honest, I didn't know that there was actually a specific industry. I didn't know. I, I knew of coaching because I coached my team. I mentored my team. And so when I when I started my my coaching certifications half an hour in, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is what I've been looking for. This is it. I absolutely knew. So that's where Kiki Kirby coaching was built, was born. And, and I guess the reason for the name was just because my name, I was known in, in the recruitment and HR space. And so it made sense to, to have my name in it um and and actually quite recently last year most of last year I was considering changing the name but when I spent more time understanding the 10 years the brand the value it it would not make any sense at this stage to change the name because it's got Mm -hmm. its own identity and so 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 what is the brand essentially is we um we are a family business, so it's run with my my sister eleni and I. And she came into the business not long after me, so about two and a bit years after. Mm-hmm. And cool. and again, that was so God divine. We'll talk about that shortly. And and so we've evolved the business, and um, as we've grown, and that's why a lot of the work I do and I talk about is about evolving in a heart centered way because mm. the aspirations and the dreams I had and the vision I had very early on have evolved and they've changed and they've tweaked and they've simplified. Um, but but what we've created is uh, an op- an opportunity and a place for people to um, to navigate their their way through life, their way through their, their struggles, um, ways to slow down, to find that mm-hmm. peace, to find the calmness, to really seek their purpose and wherever they they are, um, and really focusing on tools and techniques and strategies to find confidence amongst chaos and Mm -hmm. you know gain clarity through procrastination and to focus on people's well-being but through a trauma informed approach which is something that's quite new that we've introduced into our business Mm -hmm. um and so i love the work that we do we work with incredible human beings i'm i just feel very privileged and blessed to do the work that we do and um and I guess just around the name and what we do is obviously the name is Kiki Kirby Coaching and Consultancy. But, um, you know, in that time, I've got married. So my name really is Kiki Stanton. So mm-hmm. it's it's the business has got its you know, and the what we do is got its own. It's got its own identity. You know, in that time, I've had cancer, uh, which is shortly after we spoke, which you know, at the time, I think lots of great things were going on, but I very quickly came back to work after that, and I realized, actually, I don't you know I'd got office space, we'd recruited a team, and I really realized I didn't want to do the work that we were doing in that capacity. Um, but I love I love working with clients around their heart-centered leadership and what that means to them. And I know that's why we share a lot because of the heart connection, the mind connection, the spirit connection. Um, and it's just a privilege, real privilege, to do the work that we do.
1: I want to ask a question around um, the the heart centred way. But before we do that, touch on we we talked a lot about your cancer journey, and now that we're kind of nearly four years on from when we last spoke, is cancer something that's part of your life every single day that you think about? Is it in the rear view mirror, like? Uh... Being four years, or even you know, further down that line, like, how would you describe that part of your journey?
2: So I think it's it's been a it's been an ever evolving journey. So at different stages, it is in the rearview mirror and it's long gone. Um, some stages, it's in front of me. So I'll give you an example. So I've been pretty well health wise recently. I'm in remission. Everything's good. I'm out of checkups and last week i caught a really bad cough i've been really well everybody else has had colds in the last year and i've been really well mm-hmm. um and then i caught this cough and obviously my cancer started with a cough yeah. um mm-hmm. and then at the same time i'd recently had some bloods and my doctor called and so that then so that then um starts to open up oh yes you had cancer remember oh yes need to slow down oh yes need to take care of yourself oh yes you can't do the cold water therapy right now and then it's like all these limitations for a little bit so so I've tried really hard in my journey to keep it in my review like sorry behind in the review mirror um but at times it does show up and I was having some therapy last week um and my therapist was saying to me because I was frustrated that this does still come up at points and I don't want it to come up and and she was just really encouraging me to lean into those emotions of the anger, the frustration, because, you know, again, when I unpick life is I have been, and that's probably something we didn't touch about my childhood, was I, I was quite an unwell child. I had hepatitis quite young. I um, had malaria. I so, so there was a lot. My illness has probably started from quite young. So I've always had challenges with my immune system, but mm-hmm. I've never let it get in the way um so it's still an ever-going journey um I wish I often could just say I'm healthy and I'm well and I do but there's points where I'm reminded because of the body I live in
1: thank you for sharing that it's um you know, I I think sometimes people come to podcasts expecting golden answers, golden bullets, expecting oh here's the three steps to do that, and and the reality is sometimes there are things that people are journeying with. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And I think um, that's that's much more. Um, it's not relatable. It's deeper than that. It's it's a it's a point of connection. If they can connect with that in you, then they can connect with that in themselves.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And the reality is, we will all have. A health challenge whatever it is mm. um and it's how we take care of ourselves it's what we do with ourselves it's making sure that we take care of our body soul mind spirit all of our well-being all of it mm. and it's only when something happens that you think oh I need to take care of myself more
1: yeah, and I and I think I've had enough guests on the show recently, particularly around Chris Walk and um
2: Yes, you did, didn't you? Yes.
1: Yeah, so I had a conversation with Chris Walk and Bruce Lipton. Both of those put the, you know, the first thing down to it's just your belief. You know, your your belief and your perception, simply love or fear. If you believe that the world yeah. is out to get you, the fearful, then you're yeah. filling yourself with yeah the the cortisol shall we say but yeah. you know the amazing thing that this is the funny thing right when i started to become you know a reader of the bible i was reading things like dr joe dispenza and dr joe dispenza's research said that um the production of oxytocin inhibits the production of cortisol and i was like hm, that means that perfect love does cast out fear
2: yeah yeah <laughs> it absolutely you know? does yeah absolutely and I just,
1: found that symmetry just absolutely fascinating it's almost like a 2000 year mic drop
2: you're so right and you know those moments i'm so pleased that you've mentioned that because those moments when where cancer maybe isn't in 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 front of me or those memories are come. i just i go back to i've been healed i am well i i've got a life to live here this is my purpose right now and this is where i'm at and i um healthy and I'm well and God has healed me and I will be well and just speaking a life over the areas that are feeling like there's death. Yeah. Like extreme, you know.
1: I love that. One of the things on your website talks about the kite of hope.
2: Oh, Doesn't everybody yes. need the
1: kite of hope? What do you mean by a um, kite of hope?
2: Yeah, so that program, so interesting you talk about that program, Ryan, because that was the very first coaching program, group coaching program that I designed. i would had it in my heart for such a long time because we know that, again, the word, the Bible says, faith, hope, and love um, are there, but love will last forever. And so when we've got that hope, it's it's like one of the first foundations that you can have hope, love and faith are all linked, aren't they? So I, I wanted people to um, have hope in whatever their background, situation, pain that they can have. They can navigate that. And I remember um, I hadn't long. Um, it wasn't long. um when Ryan, my husband, and I know we've said this before, my husband is also called Ryan, which means mm-hmm. little Prince doesn't. I think we've That's said true, this on all yeah, of our podcasts. Yeah. but anyway, we we were traveling in Miami, um and I had had made that decision I was going to launch this program, and I knew it was going to be a 10, 8 to ten week program. And um I wrote up all the modules, um and I created this marketing plan, which was just not a, was terrible but anyway. And it was focused all around, you know, you fly your own personal kite each and every day, the wind is breezy, there will be turbulence, but it's how you fly that kite. It's what you're in control of. It's what you're not in control of. And... Um, but in the first program that I ran, um, so I ran it great, incredible feedback. And in the second one, I was meant to be running it and that's when I was told I was starting chemotherapy Mm. literally the next day and I had to go to hospital that night so um and even just saying it now it takes you takes me back so it was it was so hard in many ways but I ran that program with no hair I ran that program I had incredible people on that program I'll never forget that and that was the catalyst I guess for platforms that created change so I had a number of people go through that program then I turned it into a self-study program Mm -hmm. which actually when I look at that program now which I don't market that program a lot which I know I need to get back to because it's got so much love there is Mm -hmm. it's because I was at a state where I had no hair um Mm -hmm. so it was difficult but with that being said I've had I think close to over 300 people go through that program it's It's based on Hebrews, one of the scriptures in Hebrews, and um, it was just pure joy. So it's very special, but it's also got lots of emotion attached to it, as you can probably hear me just sharing that.
1: Mm. When's the last time you watched that book?
2: Quite recently, because with some clients I do send it to. So quite Mm. recently and, and often the memories pop up on Facebook. Um, and actually, maybe it is a point for me to go back based on the work that I did with my therapist last week and, and just have a look at that emotion. And um, and I'll look back often at, at the growth of like being happy and proud of and celebrating mm. what, what we have done with that program. And it's professional and. Um, and it transforms lives. That's that's all that it was meant for.
1: One of the things that I've. Um really connected with the depth of social media and podcasting particularly is that people get to know us who will never, ever meet us. And I I don't mean this, I don't mean this generation. I mean, in four, five, six, seven, eight generations to come. Mm. That kite of hope that you're putting out, showing up in your most difficult of days Mm what an incredible gift that someone that you will never ever get to meet might have the opportunity to see that and be inspired by that
2: i know thank you thank you for that reminder there thank you i need to i need to because you know it's on the website you so i love that you've gone and, and, and take a look at you know taking a look at the website um i was only looking at at it the other day so that's a good you know that's a confirmation so that's a confirmation for me yeah your coat. Out kiki. Yeah. Your coat. yeah
1: one of the things that um i took a lot of time trying to do was put words to this matter of the heart you know so often transcends understanding um how did you find that process how did you put words to evolving in a heart-centered way
2: Good question. I think it's a continual journey. um, And that's why I know we are um, looking to have you do some work with Eleni and Mm -hmm. I in our business. Um, I think it's it's a continual process. So how did I connect the heart in was, I think for me, I had a very cold, dead heart for so long, Mm -hmm. I could not communicate my feelings, so much trauma, I didn't cry. Mm -hmm. Um, And that trigger of 11 years ago, when I went through that burnout, and God starting to Um, you know, deal with the issues in the heart Um, was where their heart journey started for me. Um, I would have never imagined then that my business would be so full of heart, (laughs) if I'm absolutely honest, because when I um, when my when my logo was first created, the logo was round because it was all around. um, It was all around like the life cycle and life and the world and a bit like the globe that we've got in in, in this picture here in the video. And, um, but interestingly, the heart journey had started when um, I was living in Hilperton, not far from where you were. I lived on the marina there. And mm-hmm. and actually it's so bizarre that we're talking about, not bizarre. Again, okay, None of this is bizarre, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get onto this shortly. Was I had just had a sabbatical. This is probably about 15 years ago now. So I just had a sabbatical um, from work, for, from the, the job that I was in in recruitment, and I went to Australia for four weeks uh, to see my bestie there. Who I'm actually going on Sunday, which we'll talk about that shortly. Which, like, wow, yeah. Wow, yeah. wow, wow, wow. Um, so I went on the sabbatical, and I didn't have a home at the time because I just moved back in with my dad because I was really like redoing life, and I had a split up and a breakup. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went on the sabbatical traveled alone saw my bestie there who've been friends with since 13 years and she's prayed for me ever since we've been friends and um then went to Thailand but when I came back I got this house in Staverton, which I loved I used to run along the marina um, hence why then I ended up at Vineyard but I used to have these hearts everywhere in my house so my house was black like lots of black furniture but I started buying all these hearts which I still have in my house now and Ryan's like There's hearts everywhere. (laughs) There's hearts on the door. There's hearts on the wall. I think that's where the heart started. And then that's where it's just evolved. And that's where, that's how it's evolved. And I guess it's evolved more because I was very ego driven. Mm. Life was very ego driven. Mm. Business was very ego driven. Um, And that's where the heart centers come in more. That's where the evolving Mm. is coming because evolve is to develop naturally. Into that better, more advanced state. So that's how it's um, evolved. And healing of the heart, dealing with the heart, mm. dealing with the complexities of the heart, understanding the heart's needs, meeting the heart's needs, mm. um, listening to the heart. So, so much there.
1: Do you find that you work <laughs> primarily with women, men, both, or things in between? Who gets both. drawn to your work?
2: Both. Yeah. Um, I love working with men and women. Um, I would say probably it goes through phases in our business. Mm. I'd probably say at the moment I am probably 70% female, 30% male, but at times it's 50-50. Um, and I think one of the reasons for that is I think men, the men that do come to me that we work with are those that need heart love the most.
1: sure. Yeah, I think it's I think it's obvious to most people listening to understand that a lot of men are conditioned out of their heart, they're conditioned out of their feelings because yeah. in some way it's been passed down to them that that is a display of weakness in yeah. some way. Yeah. Um, so I understand why, and and this is why men sometimes struggle to relate and be the man that they need to be for their woman is because they can't meet her in the depths of her emotion if they yeah. haven't met themselves and the Absolutely. depths of their emotion. If, if, yeah. if I've been conditioned to reject my vulnerability, then your vulnerability is going to repel me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that one sink in the, yeah. for people that are listening, but the point I wanted to make is that uh, last year I interviewed a lady called Maureen Murdoch and she's okay. written a book called the heroine's journey, okay. which is almost a feminine perspective on Joseph Campbell's, the hero journey. And one of the things that absolutely blew my mind was this idea that because there's a lot of talk at the moment around women's empowerment, women Mm. can do anything, they can be anything, they can have it all and come into the workplace, become CEOs, which I 100% believe in the qualities of female leadership. I think it's incredible and the world needs more of it, but not if it's going to dissociate and detach her from her heart and her body. And I think that is, you know, I think there's, and the reason I want to pick this up is because you talk about working with high achievers. Mm -hmm. And I wonder whether you see those characteristics, high achievers going out into the world, giving more than the world gives back to them, taking them away from their families, taking them away from their heart and their souls, leaving them on their knees because their body is not being loved and served and cared for, hitting some form of burnout. Does that kind of... Resonate with the type of people. to. Absolutely,
2: a hundred percent. Yes, yes. And I've had goosebumps as you've said that because what happens is that's the worldliness. So we think, mm-hmm. right? We're going to go and achieve, and I'm going to get the job, and I'm going to achieve. I'm going to go get that title, and I'm going to get this, and I'm going to do that. That's going to make me happy. That's going to make me happy. So it's going to move you away. It's moving you away from your pain. We think yeah. it's moving you away from the pain. And the loss and the numbingness and and all of that and in actual fact you get all of that Mm. and it's not it's not what you want and and that's what's happened in my journey i know we've had discussions about that at different stages of your journey too Mm. um and and that's what i find is with the high achievers is they they still want to do great work Mm. and great purposeful work but it takes for them to get to their knees to surrender to make those changes um, to create an impact.
1: Do you know the, the thing that, uh, I mean, the, I am at the point of flipping tables at this point, I think, because it, it it really frustrates me on a values level, is that I think it's the serpent, the idea of the serpent yes. saying, come out, you can have yeah. everything. And, and it's true. You can have everything, but there's so much sacrifice that it takes from you and it never gives back to you because it's always, you know, and particularly in some environments where you know women will have to, you know, almost by culture work harder to be recognised and seeing, you know, all some of the equality yes. piece, which yes. I won't go too much into. But I, I want people to listen and understand clearly that I'm not anti, you know, I'm not being patriarchal, misogynist, any of those things because I have a huge heart for women. I what I what I do not like seeing is women sacrificing themselves, their heart, their body.
2: Their family, their family.
1: Exactly, for something that doesn't care for them.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where I wanted to make a stand and speak my truth because, and I'm quite bold with that because that's why I talk a lot about the work that we do in the corporate space around, you know, I work centers around high-performing teams, absolutely, yes, but with healthier people and that then links to better bottom lines through mm. human and heart-centered approaches because everybody's approach is going to be completely different but actually I needed somebody at those 11 years ago or when I was starting my career out to say, you know, you don't have to burn yourself out to do this, you don't have to be a high achiever and want to be number one for 10 years or six years and and, and ego 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 driving and all of that so yeah. so that's why i i'm so passionate about i think there's something around re-educating we all need to be re-educated so we've got to unlearn to relearn
1: yeah i um I saw something on Instagram yesterday, not Instagram, it was on LinkedIn. I think Simon Sinek had posted it and uh, he he basically said, here we go, I'll read it. Protect people because in tough times, the numbers will never rush to save you. So true. And and isn't what that funny reminder. because that, that you've literally just talked about the bottom line. And if the focus mm-hmm. is the bottom line, well, the numbers are not going to rush to save you.
2: Absolutely.
1: So yes. the punchlines in the in the
2: <laughs>
1: look after your people
2: yeah absolutely because people matter you know humans matter we matter and you know we, we only have one life to live and hmm. and you just never ever know who you're going to meet on the way up your career the way down your, through your career how your paths are going to cross and um yeah and it just made me think yesterday I just felt like an utter absolute gratitude for mm. I have two old clients that have been in my life for over 22 years one in, Swind- one in Swindon one kind of Hampshire way Um, they've been through my whole journey they were clients that I used to recruit for they both one was an HR one was a VP of of a really big large global organization and they are friends of mine and that they're much you know they're much more mature women but it just made me just so grateful for that for those friendships that you know the people that come into your life that are meant to be in your life um because again that's not you know relationships mm. we have to cherish them it's not a given
1: yeah and I think there'll be people listening to this right now you know that, that will absolutely be here for a reason they might not realize it but they're listening for a reason and there's something over your shoulder it says learning how to fall in love again and i know that's a theme that picks up through your website a lot falling falling back in love with the life that you have and falling back in love with with yourself and where people want that people need that where do they where do they start to fall back in love again
2: so the love in there is based on on scripture um it's based on you know love never fails love perseveres um and and it's so important to have love because if you haven't got love then you're unhappy you're you're seeking um and the fall back and love again is because we do fall out of love with, with certain things because of boredom because of it's not fulfilling us because um, we need more, or want more, or our values aren't aligned, and so I think the very first part is to to do a really regular, you know, reflection on where are you, what's making you happy, you know, what lifestyle are you happy with, what do you want for your future? And I'm not meaning materialistic things here. I'm talking about, you know, meaningful relationships, meaningful work, and and asking yourself those those curious questions of that self discovery, and. I guess I've been the testament of you can fall back in love with your life several times. There's been several times I've had to rebuild life. I've had to rediscover not so long ago. I think it was 2021. I really was considering closing Kiki Kirby coaching down. Mm-hmm. I had seen my accountant. I had chatted it over with Ryan. Um, we had a good business, but I just... I, I just was not liking the way we were working. I was tight, you know, my health was still really challenging at that time. Um, and and thank God, you know, obviously I'd prayed about it too. And I knew that that wasn't the right thing to do. Um, but going on this journey of rediscovering who you are is understanding what your needs are, what your wants are, mm-hmm. what are your priorities, you know, embracing the setbacks. That's something I've done through depression, through cancer, through fertility, you know, lots of different things. I've embraced the setback. And because that's where the healing happens, that's where the magic ha- happens, that's where the dark, you know, the light becomes, you know, comes out of the darkness. And then finding gratitude in all of those mm-hmm. moments, like I just said yes like I felt that utter gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and then rebuilding, you know, and rebuilding sometimes you can't do alone. You know, I I'll be honest with that, that I've had help with that coach um, therapy. You know personal trainer friends god but that's why god is at top jesus is at the top of that list because yes all of those external people will help but mm. at the end of the day i pray and I, I ask lord please give me a confirmation for this god mm. where do you want me to be lord help me make these decisions lord be with me through this you know that and, and it allows
1: and it's in that realization of help that it allows other fractals of God to step in and yeah. and be that presence of Jesus yeah. in everyday life, walking alongside, yeah. in human form. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 That's really powerful. I am... Um, again the listeners of this show will pick up on certain themes based on what i'm listening to what i'm reading because i've i've asked similar questions of my previous guests but i've just watched the documentary called the moses code and um it's a it's a looking at the scripture where moses and god's in the bush and basically uh, God's saying dear moses i'd like you to lead and moses is like what me you're <laughs> not me surely not and um and then one of the the real things that kind of hit me in this documentary is it says that even though Moses didn't feel worthy, his willingness, his willingness to to do as he was commanded, um, surrendered his ego and allowed God's full expression through him. And I think that's so true of anybody is is even for you last year to have the willingness to lay down your business should you need to should that be god's path for you you've detached your ego from your business and your willingness has allowed that full expression and you're still here today why because this is your heart work this is your this is the yeah. light work that you bring and 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 of course it was always meant to be kept in place but your 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 um your willingness to lay it down is testament to that uh, surrender yeah.
2: Yeah, I love that. And what a great reminder there about Moses. And actually, I haven't heard of that documentary. So I, I definitely love to, to take a look at it because I spent some time in that part of the scripture and really also dissected that. And, you know, that's the same for every single one of us. We are chosen by God to do something. For all yeah. of us, it will be something, something. Yeah. And we will not feel equipped. If I look at the work we do, speaking, preaching, mm-hmm. um, just all the work often i say god why us mm-hmm. like why you know this is never what i would have ever imagined i was timid as a child yeah. i never spoke in class you know all of that sort of thing but god had had bigger plans and yeah. and again you know scripture i really hang on to from moses is he always he said be strong and courageous mm. Mm. and And that's the thing, you know, strength, strength is the only way to get strength is you develop it daily, Mm. you you get stronger by strengthening yourself every single day. Yeah. And the courage, the courage is something again, we're given be strong and courageous. You know, we're given it, but we've got to apply it.
1: I love the bit where he's he's pretty much saying to God you can't you can't be you can't be real like you don't want me to lead like who am I to lead and and then God just yeah. says what's that in your hand as al- as almost as it's a reminder that you have all that you need
2: exactly that's the thing and and God bought the right people to help him yeah. do what he needed to do
1: yeah, without giving too much away, the whole Moses code is about the the response that when, when Moses says, you know, what's your name? And how does God respond?
2: But I, I am God. Yeah. I am the father. Yeah.
1: But what specific oh. words does he use?
2: Oh, gosh, why are you not? I am that. I am it, that. Yes.
1: He says, I am that. I am. And the whole Moses code is simply a comma. Because for decades, people have... Um, I guess been saying in such a fluent way is I am that I am. I am that I am. But actually, if you put a comma after that, I am that. I am that. I am that. I am that.
2: Powerful. I am.
1: And it's it's a great reminder that God is in all and through all. Yeah. And He's saying, Nothing. I'm that. I'm that. I am. Yeah. yeah. I find that real fascinating. Anyway, I hope I haven't just uh, spoiled no, it I'm going to have to go of... and I'm
2: going to have to go and dissect it dissect it because I do love um and I was just looking because I often ha- I normally have a bible next to my bed in my office downstairs mm-hmm. um, but because I'm about to travel I haven't got one here because it's been packed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go and dissect it and see and, and no, understand I think
1: it's a book as well but um the irony is not lost on me the fact that you and I spoke 2019 it was a period of my life when Lisa and I were going through some struggles I actually recorded that was the only episode I recorded not in this house yes we were taking some time apart I was at my mum's house you can see it on YouTube if you don't believe me anyone doesn't I need to go I'm going
2: to go back and listen to that because I was in my kitchen I remember it so clearly (laughs) Yeah, I remember. But
1: two people showing up, and I'd just like to thank you for the way that you've guided me along this path. And you know, one of the things that I learned during my alpha course is that um God sends a council of saints, and uh, you were absolutely one of my saints. And and, and I, I'm grateful for that, so thank you.
2: And I just have loved um, getting to know you, and Lisa, I've not even met you guys in person yet, which is just absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And I know we keep saying that we're going to meet because we're only an hour away. But that's the thing is you never ever know like some of the stuff that i've sent you often has never been because it's just led holy spirit led and and again you've and, and you too you know my cold tub you know my, <laughs> my cold tub you know the inspiration obviously i had started to do the that the cold water therapy but came from you and then i got the tub and I have absolutely loved, 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 loved it. I've not been able to do it for about a week, and I went today to test it, and I, because I'm about to travel, I didn't really want to get ill, but it's yeah. reignited yeah. Ryan, Ryan, my husband Ryan, he's now thinking of, um, he's now thinking of, well, he's got it in his goals to start pretty soon, and you know, again, so you've sewed into my life in that area, which has then led me on to do the, the swimming locally, and it's just been so transformational um and just love your community and uh, you know love just what god has done in your life and i just can't wait to see the plans that god's got for you and yeah. life and your family mm-hmm. um too
1: okay. um conscious of your time i've got a couple more things i do want of to talk you on one of the things that you've blogged about recently was some anti-perfectionism um, affirmations. Ooh, yes. I don't know if you've heard of um, a guy called Rob Bell, um, no. American pastor. Uh, well, he was oh. a pastor. He's written a number of books. And one of the things that he said on his podcast recently, he, he says it with like irony, you know, the way that God does. He says, find me a straight river. Mm, he says, you know, it's the idea that, if nature is the only thing that is perfect even you won't even find a straight river in nature
2: wow i've never heard that
1: find me a straight river
2: <laughs> wow
1: what are there uh, anti perfection affirmations might you uh, have yeah. to
2: well share? so when you link again to the high achiever you link mm. to perfectionism you link to the ego we have these parts of ourselves and you've had other people on the podcast that have spoken a lot about parts and internal family systems Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something i want to bring more into our work obviously we take this trauma-informed approach but we've got these parts of ourselves that show up and you know one of mine and one of my clients is this perfectionism of (laughs) everything's got to be perfect everything's got to be got to be great and um and so it's lean, it's not taking away these parts of ourselves and getting rid of them, but it's okay. How do I lean into them? How do I understand that more? What? Why is that showing up? Um, what is it about that perfectionism that needs that's there? Um, and I've transformed my perfectionism in the last mm. eleven years. Um, it's still a work in progress, but oh my goodness, it is. It's it's been game changer, and so. Has been a game changer and so that's why that's there of you know it doesn't just take it takes work to yeah. you know a behavior change a part change an awareness change so that's why that's there um because again externally you want everything to be perfect yeah but the reality is you know often our external world is a representation of our internal world
1: yeah and like who's even agreed the same level of perfection it's the subjective thing by nature, right?
2: Absolutely. It's whoever's ah. map of the world. Your map of the world will be different yeah. to my map of the world.
1: And, and and the thing I've then deduced is this idea that creation cannot be judged. If things are so subjective that if Lisa does a song and someone loves it and someone hates it, who's right? Exactly. And, exactly. and therefore, our, if it is our creation that we want to be perfect, just know that it can't be judged. can't be yeah. judged it's just simply for those in the world who need it
2: yeah i love that yeah maybe i need to do a little bit more blogging on that point actually <laughs> that,
1: that was a little while ago early. that was
2: quite a long time ago that blog wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah, I do you blog by the way
1: uh i have a blog uh but not consistently I, I think that's how i use my social media platform yeah they're almost like mini blogs
2: they are definitely
1: yeah, I could definitely yeah. be. But then again, I've just met you at your website, at that blog, which is probably something that I could do, put my body of work in one place so that people can meet at any time yeah. rather than scrolling through.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, You talk about a heart-centred life audit. Obviously, people yes. need to head to your website to see what that's all about. But how might one partake in a heart-centred life audit?
2: Yeah, Good question. So it's a list of maybe 10 to 15 different things um, which almost get you to focus on where you are right now so Mm -hmm. it's things like your spirituality your personal development your mindset your well-being um, your self-care your relationships your finance um, your learning and development like it's got a whole list of different things and it's got all these little circles so that's the circle of, of life back in there um on a scale so it starts with one to ten one being terrible ten being ten out of ten and what that does is it gives you a reality check of where you are right now mm. and then it's okay what is one change that I can make in that area so let's say it's health and you say okay my health is a four out of five but it's four out of ten But actually, I want, and you color it in. So I'm all for like Mm
0: -hmm. creativity
2: and writing. Um, So you color it in. And then you actually say, So I want to get to a five. So to get to a five, I know that I need to be more disciplined. I need to drink more water. I need to X, Y, Z, do what you Mm -hmm. need to do. So then it raises awareness and gives you awareness of where you are. If you think about an audit, if you think about auditors, they come in and assess what's going on mm. um and this is more of a self-coaching reflective tool so again it came out of me doing some work on myself and mm. auditing where things are because i think it's very difficult to make changes if you don't know where you are
1: mm. <laughs> mm. i have a word here oh. always been yesterday it's called heart print and uh it represents the the impact the the legacy the possibilities that we create through our work through our interactions with people what do you think the heart print of your work will be
2: Such a good question and that's why I need some help from you that's why we wanted you to come that's mm-hmm. why I've, I've reached up to you to do some work with us because I think I know it in my heart and I can feel it and I know it I know it Mm-hmm. And I, but I can't articulate it in a way so I think if I and, and maybe maybe if I can explain it a bit I, I see it in in the future generations I see it in nations to come I see it in like my niece so my niece Sophie who is similar and actually you know I know you you did a podcast with your daughter which I haven't mm-hmm. listened to but Lenny and my sister's listened to it and she's like she got to listen to it I was like I know it's on my list and to, to listen so it's on my list um because I'm one of those that I don't drive and do a podcast I don't walk and do a podcast if I do a podcast I sit I watch I listen and I'm present
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: (laughs) and um and so I look at my niece so she's nine she was born at the start quite early on at the start of my coaching journey and she has got an impeccable mindset she Mm. believes in herself she knows who God is she is so grounded she is confident Um, she is creative we are working on a on a family business the three of us uh, Mm -hmm. which I will be I'm so excited you know I'm not going to share anything yet but it's Mm -hmm. something that is not something that was ever in the plan but it's evolved and and I guess that's my heart print is leaving that legacy of what's to come and that's why if I look at my name being in there is even for when i move on one day and i go to heaven is my name our name will still be in there of the heritage of the pain that i've had to get through to still be here so that others don't travel the same journey as me or they learn from my journey and i want to give people that hope that it doesn't matter where you've been your pain your grief you can evolve your life can grow again you can fall in love again. um, and I guess that's my heart print is just showing people the possibilities that life is for living.
1: Yeah. Amen. Do you ever get that point where you're so used to a particular scripture and then you read a different translation of it and you're like, oh man, I've seen that in a completely different way. Well, everybody knows the thorns in your flesh scripture, yes. right? In your weakness, mm. you are made strong. Yes. But in, in the Passion Translation, so Paul pleads for God for to remove the thorns from his flesh yeah. three times. Please remove these thorns from my flesh. And in the passion translation, God simply responds, In your weakness, you will find my full expression.
2: Powerful. <laughs> yeah.
1: And there's people wanting to avoid pain and, and that they, they realize you know, the sooner we realise that there is purpose in our pain, yeah. and then we can use that to allow and manifest God's full expression.
2: Yeah.
1: No Absolutely. wonder that's, that's where your heart print's gonna be.
2: Yeah, you you're right. And and when I think of like the journey that I've travelled, um, you know through through pain, I've I've got very comfortable with moving through the pain. And I say yeah. that comfortable is I sit with it, and that's why I'm still in therapy. You know, that's why I I went and got a therapist last year because I really wanted to get deeper and heal through some of that that mm. I know that I needed to heal through um, and understand it. Mm. Um. And that gives you more context that helps you. And, and that's why I'm so open about all that I share because I want other people to be inspired that your pain will lead you to where you're meant to be.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that. How can people connect with you?
2: So you can find me on Instagram at kiki.kirby.coaching, on LinkedIn at kiki stanton or Kiki Kirby Consultancy mm-hmm. um, or our podcast too, which Ryan has been on, um, which is the Kiki Kirby podcast show. And can I just say on that, my husband, R- Ryan, really loved our episode and yeah. has really, has been one of, I think, the favorite p- podcast Aww. episodes. And that's a lot. I think that's a lot for, for my, because Ryan is my, yeah he loves me dearly but he's also my biggest critic with love um so just thank you for that because that that meant a lot to me too because you shared a lot about things that i think men really need right now in the world Mm. um so thank you for that
1: nothing to do with my name then
2: that's the old (laughs) ego right right (laughs) right little prince little princess
1: what can i say what can I say? Yeah. Look, grateful, I will great. not be
2: having Ryan's, Ryan in my business name or I won't be calling a program <laughs> under Ryan.
1: What can I say? Maybe we're just your Council of Saints, Council of Princes. Maybe,
2: maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh, Thank no, you great. so much for having me on here and inviting me again. I was really honored to be invited again because I know your show has grown so much. I've been so inspired by your show and your work.
1: It's no secret. I just haven't stopped.
2: That's the thing. That's a consistency, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And it's like the word over the other shoulder. It's about just they're letting it evolve. Yeah. You know, sometimes um sometimes it's uh, we we have a an idea, we have a thought, we have a plan. And sometimes it's not our will be done. And you know, sometimes things come your way, sometimes doors shut, and and I and I slowly started to Trust whatever whatever is meant to unfold is is part of that, and it's a bit of a Chinese philosophy. It's called Wu Wei, which is the uh, the the art of doing nothing. Which yeah. is like it's like the wisdom of knowing when not to meddle and interfere with stuff. Yeah,
2: absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Proverbs tells us so much about wisdom. So mm-hmm. so much. Ever doubting anything? Get yourself into Proverbs. It will give you clarity very quickly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, amen to that. I'd be honored if you'd leave us a final thought from your good self.
2: Wow, we've shared so much. Um, final thoughts. Make your life count because we're only given one life. So make your life count. Do what you feel you've been Led to do and just take that action. If your heart is telling you to make a change, make a change. Get yourself inspired, love, grow, and just learn to take the action in the areas that you need to take action in. And just know that there's always hope and know that there's always a plan for you. It might not be your plan but know that there's hope for you and there's always people there to help you along your journey.
1: I I I appreciate that. Thank you so much, my friend.
2: Thank you so much. See you all soon.
0: Hey my friends, thank you for making it to the end. I hope that our time spent together today has left you a little bit better than before you push play. I'd really appreciate if you just took a moment to leave a review to allow me to meet more people where they are. And hopefully leave them a little bit better too. If you're curious to know how I, through Always Better Than Yesterday, can serve you, your team, your organisation, then head to alwaysbetterthanyesterday.com to connect. And while you're there, let me know one or two things that you're going to do as a result of listening to this conversation. I absolutely love hearing your thoughts, your reflections and the things that this spark in your own heart and mind. If you want more insights from my heart and mind, I do send out short episodes on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. And again, I hope that they serve you well. I appreciate you listening. I'm Ryan Hartley, host of the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast, a podcast for heart-centered leaders just like you.